Hello fun people, I'm Isaac Carlson, your guide through the wonderful world of Disney, and now that Cruella's origins have been expanded by her 2021 live action film, today we're going to explore her dark backstory to make sense of how a young girl could grow to become an iconic, brilliant, and fashionable villain. Now, in Cruella, the titular character was born to a couple only known as Baron and Baroness Von Hellman. Together, they were a wealthy, influential, and powerful duo, but the Baroness herself was an egotistical maniac who rejected any idea that disrupted her reality, including the truth that she was pregnant. While the Baron was ecstatic by the idea he was going to be a father in hopes of removing the baby from their lives, the Baroness had the child while he was away on business and called upon her servant, John, to get rid of her baby girl. In hopes of saving the child, though, he gave her to a kind and young servant named Catherine who fled the Baroness's mansion to raise the black and white-haired girl on her own, who she called... Estella. Now, throughout Estella's childhood, Catherine did her best to help her daughter conform to the world around her. She wanted Estella to be able to be polite, thoughtful, and considerate of others. But for the most part, Estella channeled her brilliant mind into forming her own style and fighting against the world, which of course included schoolboys. I guess you were always scared, weren't you, that I'd be a psycho, like my real in primary school, she did become close with a puppy she named Buddy and a classmate named Anita Darling, but otherwise, she was isolated from everyone around her, which only got worse after she was forced to leave her school. And this whole concept kind of felt redundant to me. Through Cruella, we have been given a movie where a formidable female villain is revealed to be a girl who has a bad childhood, just like how Maleficent was created because the boy she was in love with pursued the throne instead of choosing her. I don't think that's necessarily a bad story to tell, but when you go into a movie hoping to see the rise of an iconic Disney villain, it just doesn't feel very grand. I'm not saying I want a spectacle, but just being repeatedly told that Estella is a genius who can't be reined in by the world feels like a cliche for a villain backstory. Your school seems to turn out horrible children with no creativity or compassion or genius. Honestly though, if the film was going to take the position that anyone could turn evil, that would be an interesting concept to explore, but throughout Estella's journey, that's not really what happens. Desperate to reestablish them in London, Catherine decided to confront the Baroness so that they could get some assistance getting back on their feet. But with the knowledge that her daughter was still alive, the Baroness decided to use her trained Dalmatians to send Catherine over a cliff to her death to keep her dark secret hidden. Now, the reality of Cruella de Vil having a complicated relationship with Dalmatians, I think could have been fascinating, but the moment just kind of comes off as goofy to me in execution. It's just kind of a cheesy moment that has no payoff in the story. You would think this would be a setup for Estella to hate Dalmatians, but that idea is never explored. The spots aren't engraved in her mind like a nightmare, and she doesn't dream of ripping away their pelts for her designs. She only holds contempt for the woman who sent them after her mother. An honestly very reasonable reaction for a villain who isn't historic so level-headed when it comes to Dalmatians. Now, once Estella was scarred by the reality that Catherine was dead and with the announcement across the estate that she was going to be hunted down by the Baroness, she escaped from the property to London where she befriended two young thieves named Jasper and Horace. For the next few years, Estella eluded the authorities with her friends by crafting genius plans and by Estella designing them intricate costumes to get them into any place they desired. Estella was able to do what she loved and profit from the experience, but she still dreamed of more. 
Hoping to one day design fashion for the world, Jasper was able to swindle her a job at the premier fashion store Liberty. And while the work was grueling, she was eventually able to get her big break after a drunken night led to her redesigning the window display into a piece that was bold, breathtaking, and unique. Catching the eye of Baroness von Hellman, who inherited the Baron's fortune after he died and ran the fashion company House of Baroness, Estella was brought on to become a designer. And it was after she began to serve the Baroness that she slowly discovered the truth that the Baroness had known her mother. As time went on, it also became clear that the night her mother died, Estella and Catherine had been at the Baroness's home. And when she brought out the persona of Cruella in hopes of stealing the necklace Catherine had given her that she had accidentally left with the Baroness, she was even able to realize that woman had been the one to murder her mother. Shaken to the core, Estella embraced her dark side through Cruella and focused all of her energy on taking revenge on the Baroness by upstaging her with the character that had become the talk of the town after her first appearance at the Baroness's party. With the help of Jasper Horace and a designer named Artie, Cruella began to show off new, bold, and shocking designs in public displays, and she rose to become what many believe to be the future of fashion. And of course, the adoration and mystery surrounding Cruella came at the expense of the Baroness's own prestige. Working as Estella for the Baroness during the day and Cruella throughout the night, along with the assistance of Anita Darling, who rose to become a newspaper reporter, allowed Cruella to manipulate every situation she got in for a time. Cruella was on a destructive path to take down the Baroness, and it's played up as if that all comes about because she's related to the Baroness. This is where Cruella kind of goes to a weird place for me. I kind of enjoyed the whole mystery around Cruella Cruella's origins, but the fact that she's portrayed as a sympathetic girl who possibly only goes mad and is brilliant because she was born to a deranged mother was just kind of a shallow way to explore why someone would become obsessed over craving prestige and power. I could understand the idea that she may have started out a good person who inevitably turns evil, but the fact that all of the stories surrounding Cruella Deville are now just being portrayed as these kind of myths around London dampens her as a villain for me. Questions are being raised over whether her coach was real Dalmatian. Of course, Cruella took pleasure from garnering respect and recognition while she dominated her enemies, but beyond her desire to take revenge, she is mainly set up as someone who we are supposed to relate to. And sure, that's not necessarily bad. I just was hoping we were going to get a depiction of a villain whose existence wasn't so safe. Disney's been taking all of the bite out of their baddest women in an attempt to make these films where we're supposed to resonate with the tale of these villains. But the truth is that these aren't villain stories if we support every action they take throughout most of the film. The baddest thing Cruella does is turn her back on her best friends Jasper and Horace. Jasper especially was such a good person in Cruella's life. I really liked seeing him advocate for her and support her. So pushing him down was frustrating. But I mean, as the story goes on, Cruella even admits that her antics have to continue to escalate because of the enemy she's made. Now Cruella's brilliance is only channeled as a means for her survival instead of greed, while the Baroness strikes back in violent and definitive ways. I can't run. She'll find me, Jasper. You know she will. 
We have to stop her. Cruella is just the daughter who's correcting her mother's wrongdoings. Well, it kind of feels like the Baroness is what Cruella de Vil was always believed to be. She's an unstoppable, ruthless, and fashionable force. Early on, Horace and Jasper stole the Baroness's dogs to show their dominance, which Cruella would inevitably use as a centerpiece of her design inspiration when she built an entire concert around dismantling the Baroness's presentation of her spring collection. And with the black and white print being so prominent, the rumors began to spread that Cruella actually killed puppies. You didn't. I didn't. But people do need a villain to believe in, so I'm happy to fit the bill. After learning Estelle and Cruella were in fact the same person, the Baroness set Cruella to burn alive in her apartment and left Jasper and Horace to take the blame for her murder. But luckily she was rescued by the very same man who had saved her as a baby. John dragged Cruella to safety, explained to her the truth about where she came from, and allowed her to regain her bearings on the world before making her next move against her wicked mother. Arriving at the same spot that Catherine had been killed, Estelle finally is able to confront the Baroness again. Only now, they were both aware of the truth about their relationship, that they were mother and daughter. Hello, mother. Of course, the Baroness tried to manipulate Cruella into believing that they could build an empire together, but <laughs> she was just saying that in hopes of pushing her off the cliff. When that was done, though, all of the members of her party saw the heinous act, including the police, who quickly arrested the Baroness. Luckily, Cruella had prepared herself with a parachute so that she could survive the fall, and then she took ownership over the Baron's estate as she was the one true heir. Only now, she told the world that Estella was truly dead, while Cruella de Vil rose in her place. It doesn't feel like the Cruella we always knew, especially when the film tries to connect directly to 101 Dalmatians. You see, we inevitably witness Cruella continuing to raise the Baroness's Dalmatians and gives Roger and Anita, Pongo and Perdita, respectively, the two Dalmatians who would raise dozens of Dalmatian puppies and inevitably outsmart Cruella herself. So why would she give a male and female Dalmatian away if she would eventually want over a hundred to make a coat? Why wouldn't she just bring the dogs herself. But honestly, those questions don't even matter, of course, because in this story we already know Cruella won't actually kill dogs for a coat. So does that mean the events of 101 Dalmatians ever even happen? Sure, Roger is still writing a song about the terrible and scary Cruella Deville, showing that her notoriety and reputation across London has been secured, but the future is so uncertain for her, and I think that's kind of the disappointing reality that exists in this tale. I felt Cruella was pitched as an origin story, but it doesn't actually set up the villain we all know. We're seeing a depiction of a legend being formed instead of the actual woman who committed the crimes and selfish actions that we saw take place in 101 Dalmatians. At least at the end of Maleficent, we could understand where every part of the story of Sleeping Beauty came from when depicting Maleficent as a tragic figure. But in Cruella, I don't understand how this intelligent, charismatic, and tormented woman would allow herself to devolve into a devil, which possibly means in this world, the Cruella de Vil we know will never actually exist. But fun people, what do you 
think? Do you believe this adequately builds up the myth around Cruella de Vil, or are you like me and feel like this is an origin story for a character that is far disconnected from the one we know? Also, make sure to subscribe for more magical discussions, and thank you to everyone who helps make my videos possible. If you want to help keep my discussions free for everyone forever, consider joining my community on Patreon, where we have been having a great time recently chatting on Discord. And finally, I hope you have a magical day.